Welcome to the Vault Podcast, classic music reviews, presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast, classic music reviews, presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I have the crew. With me here, once again, I got my guy, the creator and host of Raw Sex Podcast, Dominique Marks, a.k.a. Cousin Damo. Y'all make sure y'all catch Raw Sex Podcast every Friday, dropping some new content for y'all. Some very good topics these last few weeks. Make sure y'all definitely go check them out. I think y'all be very entertaining and make sure y'all following Raw Sex Podcast on Instagram, Raw Sex Podcast, and on Twitter, Raw Sex Podcast One. Hey, my man got the hot topics out there, especially for those of y'all talking in that relationship stuff. So definitely gonna make sure you talk my talk to my man and holla at him, man. Follow him on Instagram and follow him on Twitter. He's a great, great follow. He always has some great quotes and nuggets of wisdom out there for y'all to follow. And of course, always we have here my boy J.O. in the place to be. It's great to have y'all back here once again, especially on this momentous occasion that we're celebrating because, you know, we do a lot of good albums here on The Vault. I mean, everybody knows what we do. It's hashtag Open The Vault, hashtag nothing but the classics. We talk about it all the time. We only deal with the classics and those that are potentially classic. So it's only fitting that we all get together and talk about this album today. And it's amazing, really, where we've reached at in a point in history that we're celebrating such a milestone for this album. So, Damo, Jay, we're going to take a trip back to 20 years ago. And we're going to go back to September 11, 2001. Mm. A date. Everybody knows. A date, as they say, that will forever live on in infamy because of obvious reasons. But also a date that this album was released and coincidentally that it came out on this particular date. I'm talking about none other than the sixth studio album of Jay-Z, None other than the blueprint released on that day of September 11, 2001, corresponding almost exactly with the September 11th uh, terrorist attacks that happened in New York and then D.C. and then also in Pennsylvania. So the recording for this happened between May and July 2001 at Baseline Studios in Manhattan in New York City and also Manhattan Center Studios. Runtime of 63 minutes and 25 seconds on Rockefeller Records and Def Jam. Executive producers, Jay-Z, Damon Dash, Kareem Biggs-Burt. The associate producers on this, an all-star cast. Kanye West, Just Blaze, Eminem, Bank, Timbaland, even Michael Jackson, and also the Trackmasters producing tracks on this as well. Runtime of 63 minutes and a track listing of 13 tracks and two hidden tracks with Breathe Breathe Easy, Lyrical Exercise, and Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2. Lots to say about this album, guys, as you obviously know. 20th anniversary for an album like this is a big deal, considering the album that we're talking about. The singles as well for Blueprint, Izzo, or H-O-V-A. Released August in 2001, Girls, 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 which came out in October 2001. 
Jigga That Nigga, which came out in January 2002, and then the last single, Song Cry, which came out in April of 2002. So the background on this blueprint was reportedly cut in two weeks. Jay-Z allegedly writing the lyrics in two days, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. There was a lot of effort that went into this album production-wise, and it did very, very well. Uh, sold over 427,000 copies in the opening week, and then eventually was number one on the U.S. charts, and then it was certified two times platinum. And in 2019, it was selected by Library Congress as for preservation in the National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Here we go, guys. The Blueprint by Jay-Z. Hard to believe it's been 20 years, um, not just for 9-11, but then also for this album, um, an album that was struck all of us, as Damo likes to call it in his show, our collegian years, you know, those of us the times that we were in college and for Damo when he was, you know, getting ready to do his Navy thing in those times and years of our youth. So I just want to get to y'all, man, just to get y'all uh, feelings on the album, of course, when it first came out and then how it stuck with you in the 20 years since it's been out. So I'll go ahead and I'll start with you, Damo. So Blueprint, 20 years ago, man, what did you first think about it when it came out and how has it stuck with you since then? The name says it all. The Blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh uh, I was getting ready for an extra year at, at Fairmont High School, <laughs> you know, on the low. Nobody ain't really know except for B and yeah. probably Carlton, and I was all of everybody that really know. I could have went to summer school, but I I was didn't feel like doing that shit. I just wanted to work, so I was like, I just I ain't doing that, and I don't got no plan. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I go to work half day after school. All right, whatever. Make the same money just about so I, I remember this album dropping remember 9-11 you can't forget that and then uh back then the album was just you know all them singles on there and it, it was definitely laid out very well I, I think uh 9-11 after the fact put a more of a like dang he dropped his album on 9-11 like mm, yeah psh- you know what I'm saying? It made it more of an aura around the album that it that it probably wouldn't have had. It was a classic, but the aura around it even grew even more because of, the, of it being the date of everything yeah. that that transpired. I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely, it's, like I say, it, it's, it's my second favorite Jay-Z album. Okay. Indeed. Jay, so... You know, we know it, man. We know what happened right around 9-11 when we were in school. You know, that the atmosphere that surrounded the campus of that particular day, but then the days afterwards, you know, what had happened. So give us your breakdown of your recollections of when Blueprint first came out and then how it stuck with you the next 20 years. Oh, for sure. So, like, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, at Morgan State University, and, of course, I think, you know, me and both me and you remember those date, that date vividly as far as, like, you know, would have transpired and then but i didn't actually cop the album on on, on that day I, I think i might have done like maybe the day after yeah it had to be like the day after because they pretty much like kicked me out of like every building mm. on 9 11 you know what i'm saying like yeah we was all trying to watch the events and like you know us our families be from dc and dc area and everything like that like mm. yeah it's like we couldn't get through to anybody you know yeah. what i'm saying and I was calling back home like crazy, just like around the way calls. I couldn't even get through to anybody. So like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because I remember like that day I actually went to the book, well, our bookstore during our time in Morgan, you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. hole in the wall, Jane, we all had to go to be cramped mm-hmm. up in there like sardines. And McKeldon. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 McKeldon. So like, 
and I remember it was like, you know, they had that one little section for CDs, like right before you hit like the, I think what actual books were we could purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember going up in there and copping the joint, taking it back to my dorm, listening to it, and was just taking it back. But like, you know, of course, like the joint be a fire and everything like that, but like the whole thing as far as like which kind of like really brought forth like the beef between him and Nas to the, to the you know what I'm mm. saying, forefront. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, like, you no, know, Don was saying, it pretty much added to the mystique of that album. And then even Jay Z said it, um, he was like, his album dropped the same day as the Twin Towers. That was yeah. like a bar that always stuck with me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like, I mean, fast, fast forward to now, I mean, still has that, it still holds up, has an integrity, like the lyrics. I mean, nothing, honestly, doesn't even sound dated except in the fact, like, you know, I feel like more was done in the in the way of production back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was just Blaze Beats, Kanye, and everything like that. But, Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's one of them drinks that really stood the test of time. Yeah, yeah, it's um, man, yeah, man. That that the recollections of that day are still vivid even twenty years afterwards. I remember that nine eleven was such a big moment that I actually forgot the album was coming out, and it was such a big a big thing that I think when I finally lay my head down to sleep that night, I think the, like before I went to bed, the last thing was like, Oh, Jay was supposed to drop today. Right. I wonder if he still did. Mm. And then the way I was reminded was being around campus, like two and three days later, like being around Rollins. Cause I lived in Rollins at that time, Jay walking around campus and seeing people taking that back road that are back road from Argonne, heading over to either Blount or Rawlins, and then hearing like coming up folks up Cold Spring, riding over to McKeldin, and then hearing it everywhere I went for the next two or three days. Like that's when I got reminded it was like, oh yeah, this joint did drop. And then I remember hearing it from every dorm room. You know, when you used to walk up and down the dorm rooms, you walk around the dorms and you hear people with their windows open and stuff like that, or their doors open, and you could hear stuff blasting. That's what I heard from most of that week. And then that week carried into the rest of that month. That month carried into the rest of the semester and then so on and so forth. It became really, really big. And it was big because, I mean, look at the 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 stuff that's on this album. Look at the producers on this album. So the big thing, one, I do have to make a quick, <laughs> I got to make a quick confession right here on the vault. I was hating on this album for a long time. Oh, wow. Mm. I was hating on this album for a long time, and let me tell you why. Unabashedly, I tell people, I'm a Nas guy, right? Mm-hmm. I like Jay-Z and Nas. Yeah, I mean, I like Biggie, you know, everything, you know, but me, Nas was my guy. Because out of all the rappers that I, you know, that I related to more so than anything else, Nas was the rapper that I respected the most because of his flow and because of his lyricism. Like, his lyricism, to me, kind of set him apart from a lot of different other people. Like, he was almost poetic with his lyrics. And to me, rappers like that kind of always appealed to me more. Not that I didn't like Jay. I love Jay. But then when Jay and Nas were beefing and when TakeOver came out, I wasn't really fucking with Jay too hard like that. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't fucking with Jay at all, as a matter of fact. I couldn't I'm deny right with you. I couldn't deny the fact that the album was fire, but whenever I heard Takeover, I, my face used to frown up. Cuz I was like, man, and it was like that for a while because Takeover right came out. Yeah, I know you mm-hmm. are dumbo. I know you know. I'm right with you. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so whenever I would hear Takeover and you heard Takeover for like a solid 3 months before you even got a response, you know? So, I wasn't really messing with this album a big reason because of that. But then 
you know, once the battle progressed and Ether came out and then they traded their other, you know, barbs over the next, cu- next couple of years, I kind of got out of my feelings and I recognized this album really for what it was. Um, this album really did some things for the game that I think, you know, I didn't necessarily realize until later. But with Jay starting to transition from working from one set of producers to the next, because we know Jay started working with his first couple of albums. He was working with Clark Kent. He was working with Primo. He was working with DJ Ski, um, producers like that. Then as he went into the new millennium, you know, Jay gets to that Rock La Familia era. He starts working with Pharrell. He introduces really the world to Kanye West. And he also introduces the world to Just Blaze as well. That really, that's, that style of production that really started bringing back like that sampling style, especially the soul, soul records being sampled. And then the way that those records were being sampled and like, the way they were cut and chopped and just like the mastery of both what you had with Kanye West and then also with Just Blaze really kind of set the tone for those next few years in the game because then what happened? Everybody had Kanye West and Just Blaze for, uh, producing for them. That really, to me, also helped spawn getting producers like Ninth Wonder out there, you know? And then you started seeing, like, a lot more of that that production starting to come back into style with the game. Like, everybody wanted Soul Records sampled again. Um, another thing about this album, when listening to it, it's mixed really, really well. Like, I don't know if y'all, like, y'all listening to it this week, that you stopped for a moment just to listen when you were either in your headphones or in your speakers. I was like, yo... Yo, without a doubt, man, the engineering team to include Young Guru, who definitely, shout out to Young Guru, um, did his training here at Omega and Rockville. Yo, the engineering on this joint, this joint is mixed impeccably. You know what I mean? And you can definitely hear it in the highs and in the lows and everything. This was a, a great mixed album. After I got out of my feelings, I understood and knew how great this album was. Um, and, and I recognized that it was a piece of work that sometimes when, as an artist, you only get to make maybe once in a lifetime. If you make it twice in a lifetime, then you truly reach greatness. But this is just like a once in a lifetime like moment where you everything sort of comes together. The time that the album dropped really just just like you said took the album to another level because of when it dropped and the significance of that date. And then as time has gone on, it's still a standard when we look at as far as how you want to put an album together when you're working with producers of that caliber. And then you take that and then take it to Jay's bars, which I mean, even at that point, I can't even deny his bars were on a whole nother level. We'll sort of get into that when we're talking about the, the, the tracks on here. But I felt like to me, man, he had really even stepped his MCing up to another level on this album, and it continued for at least the next couple of albums afterwards. So those are my thoughts. Um, yeah, I was hating on this album for a while, but I, I had to get out of my feelings and recognize it for mm-hmm. what it was. You know what I mean? So <laughs> definitely. So now we're going to get into highlights, man. Your highlights, let me know what y'all liked, what you didn't like, um, overall feeling about what you, with the track list. So, Jay, I'll go ahead and start with you, man. What are your highlights and lowlights? So many highlights on this stream, but um, I mean, I guess I got the way, of course, take over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think I think any J fan or whatever, like that, that that's obvious as, as far as why, but um, oh yeah, one people may not really, I don't want to say fuck with like that, but really like what spark as a highlight, but like the journey you don't know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. like matter of fact, because I remember like I first heard you don't know, I was like, I, I forget, I was at um. 
Matter of fact, Navy Medical Center, like, you know what I'm saying? My grandfather was in the service. He'd go up to the commissary, go shop, and there was, like, this one little joint where they had, like, the electronic section at. Mm-hmm. And you know how you know how people, like, had those big-ass ghetto blasts we had, we had back in college? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. As far as in the room, so... Whoever whoever this person was, which was was just sent by God, had 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 this on like ninety five point five or ninety three point nine, but it was blasting and you don't know. Yeah. My first time hearing it, like the bass on the drink was just like yeah. hitting hard as hell. You just heard like the samples come through like I just like I just like stopped right in the middle of the aisle, like Yeah. Had that had that meme up in my face, I heard that chain. I was like, God dang, what is this? <laughs> it was Jay Z, but like, oh, what album is this on? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think I think that's like the first time I played when I got the album finally. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I just had to hear that during the game and, and again and again. So like, mm-hmm. Renegade, of course. Yeah, you know what I'm saying of course. Just like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know everybody says like you know Eminem merge on your own shit, but Jay Z definitely shit. like held his own against oh. him. like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like people tend to forget that uh, song cry. I mean, yeah, the joint girls, girls, girls. Uh, mm-hmm. I think those be my biggest highlights. I mean. As far as low lights, I really can't say that I call them low lights, but like, um, not so much as far as like tracks, but like it kind of gave am- ammunition to Cameron as far as like you know Jay biting people's lyrics as far as his joints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, that'd be, only, that'd, that'd be the, I, w- I wouldn't say low light, but the, the, the chink in the armor that is the blueprint. I would say that was like mm-hmm. that was yeah. what it was. You know what I'm saying? But like, really can't think of any low lights. So like, man, this song is whack. Like, really yeah. can't say anything to that degree. So it's mm-hmm. mine. Yeah. Dama, what about you? Highlights and lowlights? Highlights, of course, production, lyrics. It ain't really too much lowlights. You know, everything going, you know, something. Yeah, Heart of the City. Mm, That's my joke. Okay. Heart of the City, my joke right there. Yeah. Uh, After getting out my feelings, I like the takeover. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The rulers back. He started off with the rulers back. That's that's a yeah. That was mean to start with. The oh, yeah. only low life to me that I really don't. If it could be an immaculate album, but I take off Jigga that nigga. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take that one off, and it is crystal album like. Like it's still really no skips, but if it's a song I'm gonna skip on it, it is jigger and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah. I can do without this one. Mm-hmm. I, you, yeah, you was like you was playing that. around, I, yeah. So that's the only low life to me is that song right there. But then he bounced right back with your Joan Jay. You don't know, like, <laughs> oh, sh- okay, now we back in business, all yeah. right. Yeah. And then it's just rock out after that. Yeah. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. And that 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 you don't know the joint man. Then they got they had the remix with him and MOP. It's like yo, say, mm-hmm. that that joint when I first heard it, I think I almost like took if I had a sledgehammer in my room, I probably would have busted my entire room up. Yo, 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 that joint just straight fire. Yo, that's a to me a just blaze. That's still a top. That's probably a top five just blaze beat of all time, bro. Like yo, that's top three for just blaze. Top three, bro. yeah. I I just, top it three might be. Track. It might be. Yeah, it might be. So the rest of my highlights, man, obvious. Um, you don't know. I mean, that 
the buildup on that joint just is like right. it's unprecedented. I mean, by the time that beat drops, it's like yo, it's like shut the front door, throw the keys away, like shh, that's it. Uh, Heart of the city, that track in particular, really does a lot for me, man, because it's the it's the sample, but then it's Jay's flow on that joint, and he's talking about like you know certain things have happened, how shit has changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how he's going through it. He really kind of takes you on a journey through that. But then, like, you get to the songs, like, obviously, like, Renegade. I mean, Renegade, of course, would be a favorite of anybody who's on there. And, yes, 20 years after the fact, we do actually understand that Eminem, sorry, Nas, Eminem did not actually murder Jay on his own shit. He definitely went for it. You know, did he, did he, did I, did I think, honestly, I do think he raps better than Jay on this. But somebody sort of broke it down to me like this. What you have with Renegade with Jay and Eminem is really basically two troops coming from two different places as far as what they was talking about. And I think that sums it up perfectly. But what you had was two MCs that were really at the top of their game, really going for it on that joint. And um, there's, there's highlights for both of them on both of their verses. Um, but then when you get into other tracks, like, you know, you even get into like song, a song like Never Change. And... Um, and song cry, you know, which is uh, <laughs> the hook on that. Just like, you know, I can't see it coming out of my eyes. So I got to let the song cry. I mean, mm-hmm. just the, the song right, you know, on this album altogether. But even when you get into tracks, like, you know, like I said, like mama loves me and, you know, with songs like girls, 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 really in inventive writing. When you talk about like how he tells the story about these women and, you know, the different type of women he's dealing with. Um, I have to, I have to agree with y'all. If I did have to stick, skip a track on this joint, it would have to be Jigga that nigga. Um, mm-hmm. just poking tone sound a little out of place with everybody else on here. You know what I mean? I mean, props to the track masters. They've done some stuff over the years. Definitely this bang. But I think to me, it's a little bit of a choice is out of place. If anything's out of place on this album, it would probably be that. Um, Wait, so would you say like, you know, this might be suited more for like a soundtrack or some other type of joint rather than this album or just like, yeah, I think like this is, away? I think this is something that probably would have been suited better for like, you know, like Blueprint 2 or like, you know, something like that or Rock La Familia. You're like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Like you could have taken this joint out and then instead of making Breathe Easy a hidden track, you could have made that like one of the regular joints. And even Breathe Easy is another another banger by, by Just Blaze, just going out there, going after it. And Jay out there spitting some classic bars on that, you know? So, um, but really, man, the songwriting and production on here is great. Like I said, engineering, mixing is, I let this play in the car. So I played it twice. I played it once through the headphones this week, and then I played it in the car. And the car test, we know, is the is king. But hearing it and you know some of the things we deal with and jay you can appreciate this when you hear albums back in the day sometimes they're not really mixed that well but you can tell the ones that have been mixed really well when you play them you can definitely hear that crisp sound you know what i'm saying the bass isn't muddy it doesn't like over modulate or anything so yeah that that's to me is one of the highlights man the mixing on here again shout out to young guru yeah so those are my highlights um really not not a low light i mean the the jig of that nigga thing, yeah, but like you said, he comes and backs it up right there with you don't know, picks right up again with a whole lot of veto, then right into Heart of the City Ain't No Love, you know? So right when you get to that track six all the way down to like track 12, 
I mean, it's <laughs> it's a it's a it's a rough, rough ride. And, it, you know, he just they keep going and they keep their foot on the gas pedal. So great job sequencing and sequencing this as well. So here we are, fellas. Notable quotables. One of the harder jobs I've had to do in the last few albums. So y'all got one y'all want to share? Uh, what you got, Damo? You got a notable quotable you want to share with us? Of course, you got to. Mm-hmm. Of course, I got to go to my junk. Okay. Out of the city. Okay. And then the Fuji's going to break up. Now, every day I wake up, somebody got something to say. What's all the fussing for? Because I'm grabbing more and I pick pack heat like I'm the oven door. Mm-hmm. Niggas pray and pray on my downfall, but every time I hit the ground, I bounce back like round ball. Mm-hmm. I can keep going through the whole job. Yeah. That's my whole job right there. Mm-hmm. You know, when he hit it with the, I scramble like Randall with, with his, kind of hand with the with only this. thing running is numbers, fam. Yeah. Jigga held you down six summers. summers Damn, where's the, the love? love. <laughs> scramble work, ramble with his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it right there, man. Jay, what about you? What's your notable quotable? Man, I actually had a couple, but I'll start with uh, Renegade, and it's actually gonna be a Jay Z, obviously Jay Z's verse. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me, he was like, I had to hustle my back to the wall, ash your knuckles, box mm-hmm. filled with a lot of lint, not a cent, got a vent, a lot of innocent li- lo- lives lost on project bench, which you hollering, got paid rent, bring dollars in, buy the bodega, iron under my coat, feeling braver, do rag wrapping my ways up, pockets full of hope, Throats. do not step to me off, but I box left me and off, and my pops left me and off, my mama wasn't home. home, like, yeah. that wordplay right there, just like, god mm-hmm. damn, yeah. that was definitely like a, a straight up rewind moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, um, of course, gotta go to my journey. You don't know, mm-hmm. like, and I'm, 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 I'm having flashbacks like that screw face I had. Like, you know, yeah. so I was listening to that joint by <laughs> verse three. Yeah, I mean, was it verse three? Not verse four. It was. It was a short joint. Just like I sell ice in the winter, I sell fire in hell. Yeah, I'm a hustler, baby. baby. I sell water to a well. well. <laughs> like just, the, <laughs> like, <laughs> I sell water and, to and, a well. Yeah, and, and, and it's like it's like the double entendre with that. Would do it. Does he mean well? Like or, you know, what I'm saying a like a water well, well like, or a whale well, like a well, whale? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, man. <laughs> That's the one thing. Jay is definitely good for the double and triple entendres. Yeah. So I got a couple of notable quotables, too. And my first one, actually, it's from the first verse of, of uh, Never Change. You know, he says, I am a rock representer. I am a rock representer. Hove, some of the winner. Hove, dead or alive. 24-7, 365. One CD or 360 pies. What's up to Ian Kirk? Welcome home to Taj. Let no money amount ruin this thing of ours. We run the street light. Drunks run street lights. We collide with life as we speak. We need deep and coke. We keep deep in ice. We flood the streets with dope. We keep weed to smoke. We all fish. Better teach your folk. Give him money to eat. The next week he's broke. Because when you sleep, he's reaching for your throat. Word on the street, you reap what you sow. Not out of fear, but love. Love for the game. We rock family first. We never change, man. You know, a lot of, a lot of things to unpack in that one verse. Is that he says, we all fish, better teach your folk, give him money to eat the next week he's broke. Like the whole thing about te- mm-hmm. give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Mm-hmm. Teach him how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, you give him money to eat the next week he's broke. And then when you sleep, he's reaching for your throat. You know what I mean? Trying to take yours. So that's, man, <laughs> it's just, just like I said, I think he really took a step up on uh, on this album. But my second one is obviously with uh with Renegade and it's with it was it's with M's first verse. And I, I think to me, 
like at this point is like I think one of the most poignant <clears throat> verses that M did. You know, since I'm in a position to talk to these kids and they listen, I ain't no politician, but I'll kick it with them a minute. Because when they call me a menace and, and if the shoe fits, I wear it. But if it don't, then y'all will swallow the truth, grin and bear it. Now, who's the king of these rude, ludicrous, lucrative lyrics? Who could inherit the title? But the youth in hysterics using his music to steer it, sharing his views and his merits. But there's a huge interference. They say, and you shouldn't hear it. Maybe it's hatred I spew. Maybe it's food for the spirit. Maybe it's beautiful music I made for you to just share it. But I'm debated, disputed, hated, and viewed in America as a motherfucking drug addict like you didn't experiment. experiment. <laughs> no, no, no. When you start to stare, who's in the mirror and see yourself as a kid again and you get embarrassed, but I got nothing to do to but make you, to make you look stupid as parents. You fucking do good. It's too bad. You couldn't do good at marriage. And do you have any clue what I had to do to get here? I don't think you do. Just stay tuned and keep your ears and glues to the stereo because here we go. Because see the jiggy dog. I'm the sinister. Mr. Kiss My Ass is just a renegade. But... Just the things that he said in that, just the things that he said in that verse, you know, the fact that he was talking about some, you know, people are saying you shouldn't hear my music, you know, say I spew hatred. Some people say that it's food for the spirit. Maybe I just made music for you to be able to cherish, but you talk about me so much in America as a drug addict, but y'all acting like y'all didn't never do drugs before, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, and he was really at the peak where he was really, Eminem was problematic mm. for America and for the census in America because of the stuff that he was saying in his songs. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think it was it was apt that they came together, the two of them, to make this and to make a song called Renegade over a beat like that, too, by the way, which is... <laughs> I mean, and, and, you, and, and, and you grow up and you realize he was right. Kick yeah. Your baby mama put her in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidnap her and put her in the trunk, though. Not kidnap her and put her in the night, trunk. Mama go night night. You go He's your baba. Yeah. I feel you now, Eminem. I feel you. Oh man. Oh boy. That's, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, man. Um, lots of good memories talking about this album. Now, for those of y'all who are listening, by the time this comes out. You all should be ready to hear the Breaking Adams podcast. Obviously, we all know they did earlier this year the five-part series, Brooklyn Finest, The Making of Reasonable Doubt. And that was an awesome, awesome audio documentary. All the people that they talked to was well-produced. Um, the things that you learned and the nuggets that were dropped there, things that many of us who were even hardcore Jay-Z fans didn't necessarily know. But they are getting ready to drop, and they will drop, their blueprint series. So make sure y'all checking it out again, following them on social media at break the Adams, but the breaking Adams podcast available on all service providers based out of the UK. My guys submit Sharma and Chris Mitchell did an awesome job with the reasonable doubt series. I know they're doing an awesome job with the blueprint series. So make sure y'all go check that out, man. Um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to see what they came up with for this joint. Cause I definitely, during my interview with them, talked to them, and asked them what we should expect. And they said, don't expect anything like the Reasonable Doubt series. So definitely make sure y'all stay tuned. Cool. Well, gents, here we are, man. The final test, the test of time to see what we think it is. Is it a certified classic, borderline classic, classic just in this time or not a classic at all? And a rating of 7 to 10. 7, we don't feel that strongly about it. 10, we feel that strongly about it. So I'll start with you, Jay. What say you? 
Classic, bro. I mean, I'm going 10 out of 10 with that. Mm-hmm. Damo? Mm. Certified. Mm-hmm. Bonafide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with that, I'm right with Jay. 10 for 10. Yeah. 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 Certified classic. 10 out of 10 for me as well. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> the legacy of this album, man, it's crazy how... It is. It has changed, even in the years that it's come out. Like it, uh, we talk about like on these lists that they have. They talk about the best albums of all time. So on a Rolling Stone magazine, on the initial list in two thousand three, they had the five hundred greatest albums of all time. There was four hundred and sixty four, and the revised list in twenty twelve was ranked two hundred and fifty two, and the list that just came out last year it was ranked number fifty. So let's give this some context. When the Rolling Stones put out an album, this isn't hip hop albums of all time. These are albums of all time. So we're talking about all the great music. We throw in there Stephen Wonder, throw in the Rolling Stones, throw in the Beatles, throw in Michael Jackson, throw in Prince. Anybody, any other artist of any genre, the music that Rolling Stone has covered, they said this 50th best album of all time. That is crazy to me. Is this like is is this like the highest rap album? On Rolling Stone, you know what? Rank? I have to check that 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 uh that list, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's close to the to the best rap album on that list. Um, I have a feeling there may be another one that might be on there, but if that's ranked at number fifty, I'd love to see what Reasonable Doubt is ranked as. You know, yeah. So I see what Illmatic is. So yeah, it was written. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's um the, the just really man, it is an album that has only gotten better with time. It's something that. Shoot, even if you play now, it's not an album that can really go out of style. Like it's not. You're not really going to listen to that, and people going to be like, "Man, turn that old shit off." Like, nah, don't. Like, even even people who were younger than us can rock to this album, and it really, to me, kind of shows um, how far ahead of its time. And then it changed really how producers decided that they want to sample and how they wanted to make beats. Cause then everybody was trying to replicate that sound that they were getting on albums like the, like blueprint and the black album, you know, but you couldn't because the producers that were replicating that sound, you weren't Kanye West, you weren't just blaze, you know, you had to have a special sort of skill set in order to get that done. But yeah, man, certified classic 10 out of 10 clean sweep across the board, a rarity that we've had this year. (laughs) <laughs> on the Very vault ready. on the vault yeah. man so blueprint 20 years old jay-z make sure y'all go check it out wherever y'all can get albums um make sure y'all listen to it um if you got it on vinyl definitely play it out on some vinyl chill out and have a drink and smoke a cigar smoke something else you know what i mean so definitely that is gonna wrap up yet another edition of the vault Please make sure that you check us out on our host on Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to the Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. If you go to the link in any one of our social media pages in the bio, you'll get to our link tree. There you'll see all of our streaming sources and, of course, all of our social media pages. Again, you can follow the Vault on Instagram on at Vault CMR Podcast, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and on Facebook and YouTube. You can search the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, interact with us on social media, let us know what you think. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we'd like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, 
motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8.